I'm Henry Becerra, pastor of City Church International, and this is our church podcast. Thank you for listening today. I hope this message encourages and empowers you. And, you know, I grew up a little bit of old school, so I'm pretty spoiled because I got to, I've been able to see whether you want to call the old school and the new school or, and, and I, I, I don't believe there's that old school or the new school. I just believe that, you know, Jesus is always our message, uh, but the method is different, the way we do things, you know, but I grew up in this thing called the ghost, called the Holy Ghost. I was introduced to the Holy Ghost by my mother, by my father, and I like the word ghost. Now, for some People do get afraid about the Holy Ghost, they, you know, because I get it. it. You know, it's only been preached from the perspective of Acts chapter 2, and it's just tongues, fire, and power, and, and, and then that's it. <clears throat> and I've seen so much go on, and, uh, and I've seen some weird stuff. I've seen some, you know, some charismania stuff. I've seen all kinds of stuff, and, and it's wrong, wrong perception. And, but we've been in a journey. We've gone through four parts. This is actually part five of Pentecost, of the Holy Spirit. And we've all been learning uh, in this process that, you know, Passover is the first feast that we all experience. In other words, when we give our lives to Christ, we become born again. And we have a Passover. Christ comes in to our hearts. And, and then you're taught that you're going to heaven. I get it. You're going to go to heaven. Then you hear about the coming of the Lord. We believe in all that, which is now the Feast of Tabernacles. You got to understand, there's two feasts that have been fulfilled. It's been the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Pentecost. The Feast of Tabernacles has not been fulfilled. But we believe that the return of the Lord is coming, you know. And, and, and it's not for me to worry or be in panic and fear of like, oh, my God, is he coming tonight? Is he coming tomorrow? Is he coming? No. Here's the answer. You got to be ready. <laughs> you got to be ready. You know, it, it, to me, it doesn't really matter when he decides to come. I'm going after a harvest because the Bible says that before the return of the Lord, there's going to be a, a harvest like never before. I'm talking about loved ones we've been praying for. Fathers, mothers, sons, grandchildren. Come on. This should excite you because it says that in the last days, we're going to see a harvest. A harvest. And so we're going to be talking about that. But here's the thing that we miss. We miss the Pentecost. You see, we get saved, we get checked in, we're going to heaven, we're returning for the, weight of, for the return of the Lord, we're singing kumbaya songs and, oh, sing glory, I fly. We're singing all this kind of stuff. We're going to heaven, we, we, we have all that, but the Holy Spirit, church, was given for you and I so that we can empower, be empowered, be enabled, succeed, thrive on the earth. Because the Bible says that in this earth, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be adversities. There's going to be wows of the end. There's going to be all kinds of things. And the one thing that I hate the most that Christian people use a lot, the devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking me. The devil's attacking my finances. The devil's attacking my marriage. The devil's attacking. The devil's, like we put him in a pedestal. Like we give him all this credit. Let me tell you something, church. 
The devil's been defeated. He's a defeated foe. He's under your feet. Jesus, is, Jesus said, look, I got to go. It's best that I go. It's best that I leave because my father has a promise for you. My father has a gift for you. Do you know that in that gift is many gifts? There's many gifts in this one gift. He gives us, look, I got to go. You know, you got to wait here 10 days. You got to wait because there is power that's going to come upon you. And you know why so many Christians, Christians and non-Christians, they're struggling in marriages or people in their careers are struggling. People are just struggling. They're limping along in life because the Holy Ghost is missing in the marriage. The Holy Ghost is missing in that wife, in that husband. It's missing in that career. You wonder why there is no raise. You wonder why there is no promotion. You wonder why there's no succession because of the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. So we're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost today. So if you're watching right now online, Instagram, Facebook, around the world, come on, maybe you're watching tomorrow. Maybe it's already nighttime, daytime, whatever time of the world. I, let me tell you, you're not watching by accident. God has put you here for such a time as this. Because maybe you have gone to church. You've done church. As a matter of fact, maybe you're part of a country club Christian uh, clique. You know what? But it's not just to check in and say, well, I'm already gave my life to Christ and uh, I'm going to heaven. Can I tell you, it's not about you just going to heaven. It's about how many people are you taking to heaven with you? What are we doing? And, and when I begin to look at this church, you're seeing a lot of unrest and injustice. And we're talking social justice, e equality and racism and riots. And, you know, th th there's so much pandemic, you know. It seems like right after Memorial Day weekend, like, you know, this pandemic, it like went away. And, and now all of a sudden everybody's backtracking and like, oh, gee, you know, uh, we're having spikes everywhere, you know, and, and all these different things. But can I tell you? If there was a moment in the history of the church, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about church, you as the church. If there was a moment for us to be louder, to be brighter, to love more, to be more compassionate, to be more generous, to be more faithful, it is now. That the, what the world needs now is the church. And let me tell you, if we're still believing the Bible says that some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, some trust. But you know what? I'll, let me tell you, if we think the government's going to resolve this, if we think that the White House is going to resolve this, if we think that this stimulus check is going to solve this, if we think all these different things, no, the church still has the answer. And the church of Jesus Christ, the triumphant church, and it's going to be infused by the power of the Holy Ghost. We got the answer. We don't just need another word. No, we need a now word that will give direction to the United States of God blessed America that will say, no, this is what the Holy Ghost said. This is what Jesus says. This is what we need to do. So today we're going to continue on uh, Feast of Pentecost. And let me tell you that during this time, I, I get asked a lot, you know, people start sending messages and some will say, hey, how can we give? How can we send generosity? It is very simple. It is simple, safe, and secure. All you have to do is click the link in the bio on your Instagram, on your Facebook, and guess what? Your generosity begins to generate change, impact lives, countless lives around the world. Or maybe you want to text. It's very simple. Just text City Church INT 
to 77977. Later on, we're going to be praying for generosity, and we appreciate your generosity, and we thank you for your generosity. Our culture at City Church International is very simple. Our people know this because this is who we are. Generosity is who we are. It's what we do. We don't give to get. We get to give. Come on, church. We get to give. And, and, and it's our privilege. Generosity is our privilege because we bring back what doesn't belong to us, and then we sow on top of that. Come on, church. Hallelujah. We sow on top of that. Yeah, you way to go, Genesis. Come on. I love it. I get to see Genesis again for the first time. She's one of our precious babies here at City Kids, and she's sitting in the audience with these precious saints here today. And uh, so today, I always love to start off with, if you're probably thinking, well, did you just preach? No, that was just kind of the introduction. Uh, you know, I, I, you know what, what do you expect? I, I am a preacher, and uh, I love God's word. I love God's people, and uh, I just love people in general. And, um, but come on, will you raise your Bibles with me? Come on, let's start this. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, give a big shout to Jesus one more time. Come on, will you help me welcome the online family? Come on. We don't like to call it, we don't like to call it just live streaming or church online. You know what? We like to call it online revival. Come on, church. We're going to invade every space. You know what's so crazy? That the government came to shut down buildings, but the church just multiplied into houses around. My God. Come on, church. Woo! Glory be to God. I'm getting excited. I got my preaching shoes on today. And... Uh, but, you know, I'm just so excited. I want to say a big shout-out to my father and let him know happy Father's Day. Come on, Dad. I love you. You know? And, uh, you know, to all the families here, come on, we just welcome you here again. And uh, my precious bride that makes me look good all the time. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm just I'm very forever grateful for my wife. Uh, Pastor Jacqueline, if you missed that last service at 11, hey, go back and watch it. She was talking on the Holy Spirit also. So come on. Uh, so so let, let, let's just recap from the 10 a.m. today. I just want to talk on a few highlights right now. Um, I said this. I said a couple of things, actually. I'm going to bring it right here. I said, if a lot of people here today are struggling in life, I'm talking about Christians, because yes, this message is for everyone, Christian or non-Christian. But I'm talking to the church, because if there was a moment and in time right now for the church to be alive, and the church to be the voice, and the church to be triumphant, it's now. Unfortunately, there's a many Christians that fell asleep. Many Christians that strayed away. You know, we talk about social distancing, but why don't we talk about spiritual distancing? Let's talk about spiritual distancing. And can I tell you today, it's very simple. All we have to do is pivot. We've got to pivot back to the Holy Ghost to have intimacy. Because maybe at one time we were fired up about going to the house of God. We were fired up about serving. We were fired up 
about, you know what, lifting hands and worshiping. We're fired up about prayer. We're fired up about reading the word. We're fired up. And you know, who knows that maybe we've lost it, you know, and social distancing became spiritual distancing. And so today, I want to tell you that there's some things that the devil, he fears. He does not fear Christians that get saved, are singing songs, and they're going to heaven. As a matter of fact, he's okay with Christians that get saved, go to heaven. He's okay with that because what really happens is people get saved and they just sit on their holy hiney and they don't do anything. So the enemy could care less if you're saved. The enemy could care less if you're going to heaven because all you do is you sit with your holy hiney and you don't do nothing. So why should he even want to do anything to you? <laughs> you know, but let me tell you the people that the devil does fear. <laughs> the devil does fear the people that are empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. The people that are thriving by the power of the Holy Ghost. Those are the people that uh, are, are, are just, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent are taking it by force. And so when you start to, when the devil starts here, hear you talk about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something. He assigns every demon and evil to try to come against you. He tries to come against you. And you got to realize this, that when the enemy will come like a flood, I mean, come like a flood, but guess what? The Spirit of the Lord says, I'm going to raise a standard against the enemy. And you, when, you when you know that you know about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ghost, the Holy Ghost, you're going to be able to say, greater is he that is in me. God is for me. Who can be against me? You begin to say that. Why? Because the Spirit of God gives you the power. Come on, church. You know, it's not just to get saved and come to church and go to heaven. No, do you know that you come to church, you get saved, it's a good start. You're going to heaven. But from here to here, it's called a journey. <laughs> it's called a process. You know why? Because this world is real. There will be job losses. There will be threats of, I'm going to divorce you. There will be situations when you get that phone call from your child or from this or that. Hey, they were just in an accident. Hey, this just happened. Hey, that just happened. One phone call can change the whole circumstance. I mean, why go that far? You can even hear bad news right through here. Because you got to understand that there, it's, it's, it's interesting that there's a feed. It's called feed. But whether you're getting fed through Facebook, through CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Instagram, whatever it is, TikTok, there's, let me tell you, not everything that's feeding you here is wholesome. What we're doing right now, this is wholesome. And if there's going to be a moment in time that we need to 
Be empowered and be enabled to go through all the unrest that's going. There's furloughs, there's unemployment, 30 million unemployment cases. People have lost homes, people have lost this, all kinds. You know what we need? Is the power of the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because the power of the Holy Ghost, whenever we're ready to quit, whenever we're ready to just fall down and just say, you know what, I'm done. The Holy Ghost kicks in. The Holy Ghost kicks in and says, get up. Come on. The Holy Ghost says, you know what? I'm the lifter of your head. The Holy Ghost says, lift your eyes onto the hills where cometh my strength. Come on. All of the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost gives you a push. Come on, church. It gives you a push. When the enemy wants to silence your praise and mute your voice, you begin to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Come on, church. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Ghost. Well, how are we going to do it? There's, there's more bills than days in the month now. How are we going to do it? The Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost gives you assurance. The Holy Ghost gives you the affirmation. The Holy Ghost tells you it's going to be okay. Come on, church. Amen. It's going to be better. And let me tell you, this is why salvation, Passover, tabernacles, the coming of the Lord, it has not, that, those two things have not divided the church. But the one thing that has divided the church is when you begin to talk about Pentecost, that begins to divide the church. That begins to divide the church. When we start in, and guess what the enemy likes? He likes the church to be undivided, to be to just completely divided. And the only way we're going to come and come out stronger is when the church unites. And when we unite, come on, church. And I get it. I believe, you know, I believe in Passover. And, the, and, and I said this earlier, Passover and Pentecost have already, it was established, meaning the, the, the people and the, the, the major prophets, the minor prophets, the five books of the law of Moses, all these writers, they all had revelations, so they wrote it so they can establish it. But within 36 hours, those, those two feasts right there, you know, and, and, and within those 50 days, those were fulfilled. See, see, that's how awesome the word of God is. It was written, it was established, and then it was fulfilled. But there's one feast that has not been fulfilled, and that is the Feast of Tabernacles. But in between, he says, look, I want you to experience my power so the church can advance so the church can be brighter, so the church can bring hope to the world today. This is the hour, this is the moment, this is the church where it, the church must wake up. The church must wake up, you know, and that's what keeps us separated. And guess what? The enemy's not afraid of that. I wrote a few things down. This is why the devil does its best to just divide us all. But guess what? If the church knows the power of Pentecost, if the church encounters and experiences the power of Pentecost, 
The power of the Holy Ghost. You know what? All I got to say is, this is what the devil says, O-M-G. We in trouble. We in trouble. We are in trouble. That's what the devil starts to say. We are in trouble. You know why? Because the church with the power of the Holy Ghost, and I'm not just talking about just speaking in tongues. It's more than just that. You know? But, you know, and, 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 and let me tell you, guess what? When we start thriving and being empowered, we're going to cause havoc to the enemy's camp. We're going to we're gonna cause havoc to the devil's camp when we are empowered by the Holy Ghost. The power of Pentecost. And that's what the devil starts saying, oh, my God, they're going to cause havoc. They're going to ruin all kinds of things. You know why? Because the church does not walk in fear no more. You know why? Because the church is not going to doubt no more. Come on, church. You know why? Because the church is no longer going to just sit there no more. You know why? Because the church is no longer powerless no more. This is why the enemy starts to say, OMG, it's going to be a panic. It's crazy. You know, you know what else the, the devil's going to see? The church is not sitting around and being worried anymore. Glory. Huh. Are you, come on, come on. Here's another good one. The church is not only going to sit around and do nothing anymore, but they're not going to carry or wear stress anymore. Glory. Come on, church. And you know why? Because the enemy will start saying, I can't give the church stress anymore because they won't wear stress anymore. Oh, God. I can't give the church doubt anymore because the church will not wear doubt anymore. Come on, church. Are you listening? Come on. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost. I I can't give them doubt. I can't give them fear no more. They're not only going to wear it no more. They're not accepting no more. They're not listening to me no more. Come on. I see a church that is rising. I see a church that is rising again with the authority of God here on earth. That's why he gave us Pentecost. To walk in authority. To walk in dominion. Come on, church. To multiply, to advance. But let me tell you, those are the days that we're in right now. That we got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. That when doubt wants to creep in, the devil just sees. The church just keeps brushing it away. I put stress on them. They're not going to wear it. They're not accepting it. They're just brushing doubt, fear. They're, they're brushing anxiety away. They, they refuse to wear it. Come on, church. Because the Holy Ghost tells me greater is he that is in me. The, the, the Holy Ghost tells me God is for me. The Holy Ghost is saying, hey, if I delivered Daniel from the lion's den, come on. If I delivered the three Hebrew boys from a burning furnace, come on. It's not about David and Goliath. It's that Goliath's about to meet David in this hour. Come on. Hallelujah. Be to God. Glory. This is why the devil is afraid of the church. But it's afraid of the church 
the church that has experienced and walks in the power of Pentecost. And you know what? That sounds so good. But you know what's so disheartening? It's the same thing that divides the church. It's Pentecost. And you know, I wrote these things down for some people because sometimes some people just think that Pentecost is just tongues. Some people are afraid of tongues. Can I tell you something about tongues? Uh, write this down. The word tongues comes from a Greek word called glosseia. Glosseia. And the word glosseia, all that, that's where we get the word glossary. And the word glossary only means words. So you know what people are afraid of? Words. That's simple. That's simple. And maybe, maybe you're watching right now, well, you know what? That preacher ain't wearing a tie. That preacher ain't, doesn't have a suit. That preacher's wearing tennis shoes. This preacher, no. And you're probably wondering, well, you know what? He looks all cool, but that's not how I used to do it. But you know what? And you're probably wondering, I wonder if he even speaks in tongues. Yes, I speak in tongues. But it's not everything. I do all that. But can I tell you, people are afraid of words. But some people say, but it, it's scary. It's scary, and it's scary, and, and it's weird. And, and people get so, like, leery about that. And I get it. There's been abuse about it. I was taught that you can have control over tongues. I was taught how to mature and all that. It wasn't just that. And I get it. People acted goofy and funny and weird, and it became charismania. And, but let me tell you, it is good for you and I. It's our heavenly language. And do you know, watch this, that Pentecost is the divine reversal. Listen closely, church. Pentecost is the divine reversal of the Tower of Babel. You see, here's what happened in the Tower of Babel. In the Tower of Babel, what happened there? All the languages, they were divided in the Tower of Babel. They were all divided. But can I tell you something? Feast of Pentecost in the book of Acts is where all the languages were united. My God. Woo! You know you know what that means? It means there was a divine reversal. There was a divine reversal. And here's the problem. The problem is that we've told the church, we've told the church, you need to speak in tongues. Because if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You know what? There's these nine gifts are in this gift. There's gifts within the gift. Just look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there's other verses. The Holy Spirit will distribute each of us gifts as he will. In other words, as much as you think you have a choice, you don't. God distributes these gifts to you or not. You know, and some people are leery about prophecy. I, I got my, 
my definition of prophecy. It's simply this. I wrote it down. It, it's when God gossips to you about somebody that you don't know and you begin to read their mail. That's all it is. People will freak out on me like, how did you know that? Oh, it's called the Holy Ghost. You know, Holy Ghost will allow me to scan. He gives me like a, this inside scanner and then I'll just begin to say things. And then, and then you can go on to regular Christians that are checked in and they're going to heaven. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm, everything's good. And then you find out that they're falling apart. And I've already just like, they missed the moment. And it's in these moments that the Holy Spirit. So what did Jesus say to you and I? What did Jesus say? You know what? I need you to wait. I need you to go there. I need you to stay put. And I need you to wait. Why? Because the Father, he's going to send a promise. He's going to send a gift to you and I. And you know what that gift is? It's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Huh? And within that gift, there's gifts. So I want to encourage you today. Acts 2, verse 12. I'm going to close with that verse. And then I like this because the disciples were open to the gift of the Holy Spirit that they begin to say, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem in a Sabbath day journey. Um, I mean, 2.12, excuse me, 2.12, I'm sorry. So they were all amazed and perplexed. This is the disciples as they welcomed the Holy Spirit. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could, could this mean? It was the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to close with this. In the New Testament, we learned that in Pentecost, 3,000 people died. And guess what? In the New Testament, three people got saved. Hmm. Powerful. In the Old Testament, the languages were divided. In the New Testament, the languages were united. Here's an interesting thing that I love about Peter. Because when you see the 3,000 people that were saved, here's Peter. Now, I want you to see this. Because maybe today you are here at this point. Peter preached in the book of Acts. And 3,000 people got saved, church. But watch this. It was the same Peter. Listen closely. He witnessed to 3,000 people and they got saved. But when he witnessed to 3,000 people, they got saved because of one single thing, the power of the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Listen closely. Here we go. Peter, without the Holy Ghost, could not even witness to three people. You're going to deny me three times. He didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost to witness to three. But when the Holy Ghost, my God, came upon Peter, 
He was able to move in the power of the Holy Ghost to witness to 3,000 people. What was the difference from denying three people, but now witnessing the 3,000? It was the power of the Holy Ghost. My God. And let me tell you, there's many times that many people feel like Peter. They feel like failures. They feel like they let God down. They used to have fire and they have no more fire. They used to worship and now they don't worship. They used to read the word of God, but now they make excuses to read the word of God. They used to be excited about serving and now they barely make it to church. Come on, church. You know what? They feel they let God down. The, Peter was feeling shame. Peter was feeling guilt. Peter was feeling worthless. Peter was feeling, I let God down. How in the world is he ever going to even love me back or even want to do anything with me ever again? Let me tell the you church here today and you watching right now, I got good news this Father's Day. Come on. The Father's Day, hallelujah, the love of God has not stopped loving you. The Father's love keeps chasing you. The Father's love keeps his hands right open. The Father's love has come to give you the gift and the gift is the Holy Ghost come on church come on church Woo! and you may say right now how do I experience that it's very simple come on with every hand lifted you want this Holy Ghost people see my life today and people see me here, there, and what, what God is doing in my life, and I'm not all that in a bag of chips. But I can tell you this one thing. I thank God that at a very young age, I was introduced to the ghost. I thank God at a very young age that I might have rebelled and I might have left for 19 years in rebellion hating God, hating the church. Hallelujah. And yes, I was that Saul converted to Paul. Hallelujah. But let me remind you of something. The only difference in my life is this. Hallelujah. I encounter, I've experienced, and I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Spirit. It's what sets me apart. I go through challenges like everybody does. I go through fires and valleys like everybody does. I go through adversities like everybody does. But I've learned, you know what? I'm not going to let go of you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When the world comes at me, Holy Ghost, I need you. Holy Ghost, I'm about to get prepared for a meeting. I'm about to prepare with a situation. I'm about to prepare a, to confront some mountains in my life. The Holy Ghost will give you the right words. The Holy Ghost will give you the power. The Holy Ghost will give you everything you need. So here's the thing. Preacher, how does that happen? It's very simple. All you have to just say is, just like I did, Father, I receive the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit in my life. The Holy Spirit. That, that's it. It's that simple. So I want to I say that to you right now. If you're here right now, 
and you're struggling, things ain't prospering, things ain't thriving, people watching, whether you're a businessman, you just lost your dream, you lost everything, the marriage, whatever it is, I want to encourage you and welcome you. It's two things. First, maybe today you're watching and you're hearing about Jesus for the first time. I don't know where your walk is. I don't know what you've been through. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you're here at this moment. I want to give you some instructions. The first instruction is, let's get right. Let's get back to God. And all you have to guess, pray is this. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. And God the Father just says, welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. I gave my son Jesus for you. There's a party. There's a celebration. There's all kinds of things happening right now for your life. But it doesn't stop there because Jesus said, you know what? I'm leaving because greater things you're going to do here on earth. I, there's a gift coming to you. There's power coming to you. I know there's going to be some hardships in your marriage. I know there's going to be some struggles financially, but I got a gift coming for you. Come on. I know your children are going to go through some things, but I got a gift for you. When you're ready to pull your hair, when you're ready to get frustrated, when you're ready to mad, get mad and, and do all kinds of crazy stuff, I got a ghost. Can I just tell you today? Well, you just lift your hands right where you're watching around the world. People here that maybe today say, hey, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. It's just simple. Come on, anybody here right now and those watching, all you have to do is, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, flood my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Just the Holy Spirit in itself. And just like that, you receive the Holy Spirit. The journey begins. And you know what? In this segment right now, we're not gonna, you have to stay connected. You gotta be here to be watching. This is part five of Pentecost. So you gotta go back and watch them all so you can really understand what's going on. But here today, I thank God for each and every one of you. That's what sets the difference. The Holy Ghost is the game changer. Come on, come on, come on. Did you receive here today? Will you lift your hands? I speak the blessing over your life. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift his countenance over your life and give you his peace. I declare that the best is yet to come. It is here and it is now. And as we deploy into the mission field, Love God, love people, serve others, and change the world. Like us, follow us, and share us. Let's go, church. Stay connected.